0: Well, uh, hello again, and um, I don't think I said welcome um, to the family service, but uh, whether you're visiting or whether you've been here a long time, we do hope you feel part of our church family here today. Um, And so just to remind you, uh, the theme of our service today is God uses people to do impossible things. And so we heard a little bit about an impossible thing that happened with Daniel um, uh, this morning. And as we go through, I'm going to remind us of that story. And then I'm going to ask a few questions. Why does God use Daniel? Is Daniel special? And who else uh, can God use? So three questions that we're going to try and answer this morning. Um, Why does God use Daniel? Is Daniel special? And who else can God use? So before we answer those questions, a quick reminder of the story. Um, so if you want to, when you get home, you can read this in Daniel chapter 2. Um, it's verse 24 to 49. Um, so if you want to go and read it and check that I've been accurate this morning, then, then please do that. That would be a good thing to do. But King Nebuchadnezzar has a dream, um, and he doesn't understand it. I don't know about you, I often don't understand the meaning of my dreams. so it's very, very rare. Um, although the other night I had a dream that I had a really bad cramp in my leg. And when I woke up in the morning and I stood up, I realized the meaning of the dream. I'd had a really bad cramp while I was asleep in my leg. Um, uh, the king asks his wisest men um, uh, to interpret the dream, but he won't tell them what that dream was. Why does he do this? Well the best way to understand if someone can interpret your dream is to ask them to tell you the dream at the same time. Um, The king knows that he can trust the interpretation of someone who can also tell him the dream. And so the king is being entirely logical when he asks his wise men to tell him um, not only the interpretation but also what he's dreamt. He might also be being entirely unreasonable but you kind of get to be that way maybe when you're a king. Um, Now, it was impossible, and we all know it's impossible to tell or to know what someone has dreamed, so this was an impossible thing that the king was asking. Daniel volunteers um, to tell the king his dream and to interpret it, but Daniel gives all the credit for what happens back to God. The king is amazed and praises God, then gives Daniel a promotion. It must've been a really scary thing for Daniel to do to volunteer himself um, because if it went wrong, the king, who already was not very happy, would've been even less happy. But Daniel knows that God can see what's on the inside of others and trusts that God will use him. So he does a scary thing because he knows what God can do. So our first question, why does God use Daniel? Three things, I think. Um, Daniel trusts God, not his own cleverness. Daniel is willing to listen to God and do something that might be scary. And thirdly, Daniel believes God can do impossible things and knows that God does those impossible things through people, so why not him? Think about all of the examples that we had in the quiz this morning. God works with and through people. It's one of the key messages of the Bible. Story after story where God works through people and achieves incredible things. He works through men and women, adults and children, young and old, brave and scared. In our reading today, Daniel knows God understands Nebuchadnezzar's dream and so he steps out and trusts that God can use him, Daniel. And in doing so, he saves himself and the other wise men from death. So second question, that was the first question, which was, uh, why does God use Daniel? Um, Second question, is Daniel special? Well, in the book of Daniel, um, we learn that Daniel is very clever or wise. Um, He's from an important or a noble family, and he's been well-educated. He got to go to school and he worked hard, which wasn't the case for many people in that day and age. It's about 600 years before Jesus was born. Um, He is talked about by others in both the Old and the New Testament, including the Gospels, um, where Jesus seems to have a particular fondness um, for the book of Daniel. But the writer of Daniel consistently shows us three things that make Daniel special, and none of them are how clever or important he was. The writer shows us that Daniel was faithful and trustworthy. So Daniel chooses to trust God in all situations. And as we go through our summer series looking at Daniel, we're going to hear more about this. He trusts, things when God, he trusts God when things are hard. He follows God the same when things are easy. Daniel is consistent in doing what God says, no matter what others think. And he's always honest. When he says he will do or not do something, you can believe Daniel. So the first thing, he's faithful and trustworthy. The second thing, he's servant-hearted. He uses his position, his skills, and cleverness to help others and always wants others to see what God is like. He never makes it about himself. And thirdly, he prays and follows. He listens to God, asks God for help, and does what God asks even when it seems foolish or even dangerous. This is another reason that I think Jesus references Daniel so many times. Daniel shows that God, it is God who is special and doing the impossible things rather than himself. I don't know about you, but if I just uh, correctly interpreted and told the king the dream that, I, that he hadn't told me about, i think start to think that maybe I was pretty special, but not Daniel. So he's trustworthy and faithful. He's servant-hearted, he prays and he follows. Those are the things that come out through the book of Daniel. So our third question, who else can God use? Well, can we be faithful and trustworthy? Can we be servant-hearted and use the skills and talents and resources that we have to benefit others. Can we pray and listen to God? Are we willing to seem foolish by doing something that we don't understand or can't see why God might be asking us to do it? Can we do those things? The answer's yes, by the way, Um, uh, but we have to decide to do those things. God can use anyone who will practice and develop the habits of Daniel. What's impossible for us or seems impossible to us is not impossible for God. Jesus in Luke 37 says that nothing is impossible for God. Sometimes, I don't know if, I'm certainly guilty of this, I don't know if you are, but sometimes I might not step out because I can't see where it's going to lead or what the next step might be. I'm going to throw in a fourth question. Do you ever feel weak or small? Gideon is a really good example of this. Gideon, um, whose stories in Judges in the Old Testament, uh, he's the weakest in his tribe, which is the weakest tribe in Israel. But God uses Gideon to stop an entire army. It's a great story if you've not read it. Gideon listens. Gideon obeys God, even if a bit reluctantly. And then Gideon sees God use him to do impossible things. But Gideon is scared and cannot see how or why God would choose to use him. So God tells him two things in Judges 6. In verse 14, he says, go in the strength you have, which Gideon doesn't feel is a lot. But Gideon listens, and he goes. And in verse 16, God says, that I, God, will be with you. He's saying to Gideon, you're not on your own. Go, and you're not on your own. It's not about how strong we are that's important. It's important that we Go, because it's God who's with us, and he is the strong one. There are things that seem impossible uh, to us, everything from keeping our temper when our brother or sister is winding us up again through to loving the boss that treats us poorly, to to walking through illness or suffering and maintaining our hope. Or seeing and interpreting the king's dream, through to the parting of the Red Sea, defeating Goliath, feeding 5,000 people with five loaves and two fish, through to the ending of the slave trade, through to breaking racial segregation and apartheid and moving towards racial justice, through to bringing peace to a hurting world. Nothing is impossible for God. And he wants up to use us to do impossible things. This is part of the good news. So, as we kind of end this, uh, this section, um, uh, we need to remember that God will use anyone who is trustworthy and faithful, who's willing to listen And will be servant-hearted, using what they have to benefit others. So which of David's habits might you want to start practicing this week or working on? Not David's, Daniel's, sorry. Being faithful and trustworthy. It's an important one. Being servant-hearted and sharing what you have with others. Listening to God and doing what he asks. For me, I think I need to start to listen more. So, we're going to close this uh, with a prayer. After the prayer, we're going to go into another song, and then we're going to have some prayers corporately, which Lizzie and Bench are going to come up and lead us through. Um, but let's end this talk with a prayer. Lord, we pray that you would help us to practice so that we can develop the habits and traits of Daniel that made him such a favorite of yours. When we feel weak or small, help us to remember that you are with us, that it is you who works through us, just like you did with Daniel. And God, we want to be the kind of people that you can do impossible things with to help the world you love. Amen. So welcome the worship band uh, back up, and then we'll move into a time of prayer. If you've been working on your uh, little characters, please do keep them with you and take them home uh, to use them as a reminder to you this week about what we've been thinking about, that God uses people to do impossible things.